All right, here we are. This is Brother Galen DeCosta here with uh, Brother Bob Lee and, of course, our host and producer, uh, Brother Danny Tirado. We're here once again to talk about a new, uh, a new topic in our series of Bible and Nature series. So here we are together. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, glad to be here again. This is Bob Lee. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? All right. And so... We're just glad for all of the all of you that are out there listening. We hope that um, you will send us emails of your thoughts, your comments. Try to be nice now. Be Christian, and uh, maybe there's uh, something you want us to talk about. As a matter of fact, uh, soon we will have Bishop Larry Booker on the podcast, and uh, we are putting together some questions for him. So, uh, if any of you have some questions you'd like to. Uh, for us to give to him, uh, send him in. Uh, I believe Brother Danny will give you the email, our email to the podcast, and you can send those in. But make sure you have your name and your reply email address. If you don't leave either one of those, we probably will not use them. So we want to be able to uh, communicate with you in case we need a little more clarity. All right. So today... Uh, we're going to talk about threshold complex or doorway effect. And just want to start off by saying we are so glad. I, I It's always a joy to get to be with Brother Bob Lee and talk about some of these things. He is a lover of science, but most of all, he's a lover of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that makes all the difference. And so, uh, Brother Bob, dive in. Tell us about this. Threshold complex, okay. Doorway effect. All right, great. Uh, yeah. So this is this is a thought that's interesting, and and again, to me, and hopefully it will be to you all, is uh, I come across science uh, events or or just nature, you know, systems, maybe biological, biochemical, whatever, and uh, and I try to see is well, what is there a spiritual application? And I thought this one might be kind of interesting. And so basically, it deals with memory. And I'll get into what the doorway effect, or I've also heard it called the threshold complex, uh, what it actually is. But so to kind of set the stage here, um, has anybody ever um, maybe you're sitting in your, your living room and a thought crosses your mind that, oh, I want to go into the kitchen and, and, and get something to eat or, or do something or maybe go into the, to the bathroom for, for something or the bedroom. And then as soon as you walk into the bedroom... You like forget. Well, what did I come in here for? Is it? I don't know if anybody, if that's ever happened to anybody else, but it happens to me all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, now, don't be alarmed. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give some some people hope that it's not you're not losing your mind. It's a natural phenomenon, and 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 they call that the doorway effect. And I want to explain that a little bit. But basically, I've even opened up a refrigerator door, and and I'm sitting here, and when I was sitting on the couch or in my bedroom. I'm like I, I wanted something, and but as soon as I got, walked through the room and got out there, opened the door, I'm like I couldn't remember what I wanted. And the interesting thing, and I'm kind of maybe getting ahead of myself, is uh, this even happens with if you're surfing the the, the uh, like the uh, web page or browser, you're going through and you have multiple things open, you shut one down, and then you, you they've even realized that you can actually. Well, what what was I looking for? Absolutely, you know? and, and you forget that, and um, 
So basically, again, you you know, uh, you're not losing your mind. It's just, and I want to get into why you know this happens. But so we're going to talk a little bit about short-term memory and long-term memories, and uh, and what that's called also is is uh, so your short-term memory is what they call working memory. It's your instantaneous thoughts and 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 things that you're thinking of right at that moment. And uh, so a, a good example, I you know, I came across to try to explain this is like for example, uh, you pull into a parking lot at a grocery store. And you go in, you shop, and then has anybody ever walked out and where did I park? You know, and uh, that's your short-term memory. Hope, hope, hopefully, it'll you know you think okay, I parked over here and whatever. But a lot of times, I've done that before. I'm using my panic alarm in the car to try to hunt my car down. Has <laughs> it ever happened to you? Uh, okay, I've forgotten. Yeah. Walking into the grocery store, and what did I? What was I coming here for? <laughs> exactly. So that, and and I want to explain why this happens. Okay, but uh, to try to, you know, uh, how that relates to long term memory. So, for example, let's say you shop at a store. Uh, what what happens then is uh, you continue to go to, you know, a supermarket or whatever. Is um, over time you start to develop thought patterns. Okay, where okay. You remember parking at a certain place, and how many people tend to park in the same general area? And so, well, that will help your short-term memory if you tend to park in that same area. So, again, I'm trying to get ahead of myself of how to improve this, but if you tend to park in the same general area in the parking lot here at church, you know, I've even walked out of the church before and forgot where I parked. But I tend to park <laughs> in the same spot. I've been doing it for years now, and I sit in the same place. <laughs> Have you ever forgotten where, where are we sitting? Right. <laughs> so. Um, so anyway, so the, so you start to develop patterns, and even going, you know, the time of when you hit the store, uh, what kind of traffic you're going to hit, and how busy it's going to be, and things like that. You start to think about those, so that your short-term and long-term memory uh, starts to work together. Well, here's what they what they first did is it, a couple of the, um, studies that they, that they did was they took some um, people. And, it, and this was, they first did it in a, in a virtual to, to really get some good data. They did like a virtual uh, like a game environment. And they set this up where they had individuals have like boxes. And in the, in a, in the room, they collected various objects. And they, they had them put them in, the, in this box. Now you couldn't see them. Well, then they had these people walk in this virtual environment, walk around in the room, and then they had another set of people actually walk through a virtual doorway into another room in this game, like uh, simulator type thing. And then they asked them to recall what what do you have and what did you collect in the box. The people that actually walk through that doorway, that threshold, uh, had a, had uh, more often they forgot and they didn't recall. They couldn't recall all the items as well of what they actually had collected in there. Um, and what was interesting, though, is they had the people that never left the room. What they did was uh, they collected the materials from off a table, put them in a box. They stayed in that room, but then they had to transfer that box to another table. And then they were asked, "What do you have in your box?" And they, their recollection and, and you know was was much you know they did well because they didn't. And that's where it gets to the threshold come because they didn't actually walk through a doorway. So it could be a, vi- a virtual doorway or in a f- earlier examples when we talked about leaving your living room, going to the kitchen, oh, what was I, I going to do here? You know, so you're, but it's, it's, it, what they finally realized, it's the, uh, the actual act of walking through that physical structure and, uh, and that's where the term doorway effect comes from. Yeah. So I, can, uh, I know that happens for myself. So I'll actually 
turn around, walk back into the room where exactly. I first was thinking about what I forgot walking out. Well, and so that's exactly what, what where they started getting down to how your brain works. Okay, so when you're in that environment, you're 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 um, you're visualizing objects around, and you and you came up with that idea or that thought or what you wanted to do while you're in that certain environment. But as soon as you walk through that threshold, what what your mind is doing is saying, "Okay, I have a, a threshold. I have I have a, a, a perfect spot where I can discard my short term memory, and then now because I'm going to be getting new things, I'm in a new environment, and so that's what happens. So you go into a new environment. Your mind is because you got too much stuff to think about, so it discards a lot of the stuff from the uh, prior room, and that's why going back into the room, like you said. It'll, it'll trigger that memory and think, oh, that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then you go through and then, then, you, then you, you know, take care of whatever business or whatever activity that you wanted to do. And they call some other things, they call this event segmentation theory. So what happens is, is your working memory, your short-term memory is, is looking around. It's, it's, it's comfortable and it, you know, it, it knows what's in that environment. And you've came up with that idea of I got to go do something. And you hear it, but as soon as you walk through that doorway, again, your, your mind is starting to discard it. One of the uh, other interesting um, studies that they that I thought was interesting is even telling a story. Okay, for example, they did a test where they they told a story of 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 a relationship between this boy and his dog, all the things that they did, and how you know much they loved each other and played together, and all these neat you know things that happened. And in a conversation, what they what they found was uh, when they injected a phrase such as a few hours later, right then and there, your brain said, okay, I'm moving on to something different. People couldn't recollect all the events about this boy and the dog because that phrase tend to cause your mind to say, okay, this is a perfect time to dump all that other stuff. I don't need to know it right now because I need to get ready for a, a bunch of new things. Mm-hmm. And so even the way that the things were worded, uh, they, the same doorway effect uh, also ca- caused the same type of phenomenon to happen where people couldn't relect as well. And they, they declared. It collected all this data and analyzed it, but it was the same, basically the same type of phenomenon was going on, with just phrases. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is fascinating the whole thing about memory. Uh, as I get older, I keep thinking if my, my memory might be slipping, but it, I seem to think that it has a little more to do with the doorway effect now, because I can go back into that setting, or context, or whatever it is, and. I will be able to remember it, thankfully, well, most you know, of the time. And, and that's one other thing. I'm not. I didn't really study it out right now, but I, I've heard that, you, it, that the the problem with most of our you know minds is is that it's not so much that we forget things. I heard that you have, whether you see something, and this could be lead on to another topic, but that's why it's so important to watch what you're what you see, what you hear, and those memories. Is that you never really forget them. It's just that you have a hard time fi- filing them or where you filed those thoughts and they're always there because think about some out of the blue something you think of something you hadn't thought about in 30 years you know and like wow where, where did that come from and then and, and obviously then you know there are some thoughts that in, in my past that i wish i could forget but you just can't forget them sometimes so they're always there so we never really i don't think forget things we just kind of misplace them so to speak so that's what happens okay so um what kind of applications? I mean, there are probably quite a bit that come 
to mind. Uh, tell us about what we need to watch for. Well, one of the one of the scriptures that came to mind again, where I want to kind of tie this together, was found in in uh, is found in First Kings fourteen seventeen, and the scripture says, "And Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirzah, and when she had come to the threshold of the door, the child died." Now you can go in and, and read this scenario of, of of what was going on there, but those words, and that's what brought brought this to my attention was when she came to the threshold of the door, the child died. Okay. And my thought here is where we could make some kind of spiritual applications. And I got other scriptures is, is how many times we were blessed here at, at uh, Inland Lighthouse Church with some of the greatest, um, not only our own in-house bishop, pastor, and other ministers that, that, um, you know, preach in our pulpits, but all the guest ministers and preachers, you know, we're so thankful to have the, the bookers and the quality that they have and the, and the quality of men that they bring is we hear so many great things. And so my thought is, is how many times, you know, do we struggle where we hear such great, awesome preaching where the choir's going and hearing great, you know, preaching altar calls is, is phenomenal. But then we walk out of that door, you know, to our parking lot, and then the next <laughs> yeah. day we're going to work. I mean, how much of this stuff do we actually? I've had that happen. As soon yeah. as we walk the door, and then we, you know, um, you know, we come back, and we just, you know, I'll find myself like, man, how come I can't, you know, m- get further in my walk with God or do something? And I'm, you know, it's so obvious. I'm sitting there, and and, and then I'm like, going, you know what? This is similar to that thing that two years ago I heard, but I haven't really acted or moved forward in that direction, All you know? Right, yeah. And I, I mean, so the main point is, is we can't let, you know, obviously this is sad, the child died, but I'm thinking in this, in this terms is like the thought, you know, what we learn, the teaching and the great, you know, preaching that we get is we can't can't let those thoughts die. Right, you know? right, so, right. So that was one impact. We need to, and there's some other scriptures. I want to get on some more similar ones. Um, we need to, like in Ezekiel 46 and uh, 2 and uh, Ezekiel 47 and 1, it's talking about um, uh, where uh, we shall worship at the threshold of the gate and and he shall go forth. Uh, that's the tail end of that scripture, 46 and 2 of Ezekiel. Um, and afterward, in Ezekiel 47, 1, he, he brought me again to the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold. We need to go out and, you know, uh, the, let the Holy Ghost and, you know, and Christ is, a, you know, a, a fountain of living water. Right. It needs to issue out from us. We, we, we are so, again, we are so blessed with, with such great preaching right. is we need to take it out to our jobs or the streets, supermarkets, or wherever we go to let it really come forth because it doesn't do us any good. If we're just sitting in the, in the church and, and it doesn't, you know, if we forget and discard it all when we hit that threshold of that doorway, um, then it's really not doing us much good. It needs to be, it needs to be issuing out. Yes. Uh, yeah, and there, well, it brings to mind there Hebrews chapter two, verse one, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Exactly. Lest at any time we should let them slip away. Well, man, <laughs> Uh, I don't want, I, thankfully, hey, we can go to uh, inlandlighthouse.com and we can pull up sermons and we can, exactly. and, and so we should, we should, shouldn't hear them just one time, we should pull them up Monday morning, pull them up Tuesday or whatever, 
so the, that we well, can Well, there's the phrase, to, I'll go ahead and throw it out there, our, our bishop often and, and pastor will repeat, is repetition is the mother of all yeah, teaching. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, I've been here almost 20 years now. Uh, and I think, you know, the, you know, and I keep I date in my Bible of when, you know, who yeah. and, and when some, something was preached I do that or, too, from yeah. a scripture yeah. Yeah. and, I'll, I'll write the title there the, too, the in title the, or in something, the, in the and, ministry. Yeah, I like you know, and they'll, they'll often say, well, you know, 2008, I preached this message, some of you, but there's a lot of people that weren't here. And again, That's right. the repetition is mother is we need it. Cause we forget so much, you know? And, yeah. and uh, and again, I talked before one of the lessons about, you know, are you sensor, your, your sensory perception and and how how important it is where your your you know uh, uh, your your taste buds and things like that but hearing things seeing things and um, touching things they all work together and I think that again to reinforce um, that we don't forget something that we don't let that child die that thought and that preaching die is being re- repetitive right. is, is a good thing because we lose so much. Uh, just, it's just the way it is. That's where our minds work. There's so much. Our minds are incredible. Right. Um, but, you know, there are limitations. Yeah, there are limitations. Uh, so go on. How, how, what, what can people do to, or um, as we dive further into this, I don't want to let things slip away. That's for sure. Well, you know, um, uh, I like to take notes, you know, um, and so I, I jot down scriptures. And again, like you'd already mentioned, go to the website and, and listen to sermons. So if we're just talking about that. But in general, life is try to be consistent. Um, uh, yeah. You know, you know, I, you know, I, I'm to a fault sometimes. I'll go to a restaurant. I'll order something if it's really good. I hate to say it, but I'll probably order again the next time <laughs> yeah. until I get a bad dish. But that, you know, that's maybe something else. But uh, the other key thing I learned this a long time ago is um, and uh, is to write it down. Write it down. Um, I, I, um, uh, every once in a while, um, you know, you might get a thought on something. And or even if a grocery list, you know, I, want to, yep. I need to get something. I mean, I've, I've, you know, gone to the store and I haven't had a list and knowing, okay, I need to go get milk, for example. I'll get ten other things and not get milk. Yeah, you know, I'll go, it's not on the list. Distracted, it's not on my list, or I don't have a list. So, or you don't have a list. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, but if there's to do lists and, and things like that, is be consistent. Yeah. Um, get a Use list. It. Don't be afraid. Write it down. It's a good that's tool. Gonna, that's going to help you. And then the other thing, uh, in one of my work. Uh, uh, meetings I had one time is they talked about something called a trusted source. The problem a lot of people have is is they'll put lists on a piece of paper. They'll put a list on their iPhone or their computer, or their calendar, or whatever. They got so many different places that, that they're oh. trying to manage all this. They say oh, get yeah. one trusted source where every time it's going to go right in that whether whether it is like I'm old school. I like to still take notes in a, in a <laughs> you know fifty cent uh, notebook. You know um, uh, you can get at the dollar store and get two for dollar um but uh whatever it is whatever you're comfortable with technology um but write it don't be afraid because there's so many times like oh, i'll remember that and especially if it's some kind of a thought that I thought might be an interesting um you know topic or something that you know I, I like to uh if i come across something that i think is interesting i like to run it past you know other brothers or yeah. a pastor and just say hey what do you think about this or you know script you know and uh but I'll, there's so many times where we oh man what was that thought that i had 
and I'll, I'll be kicking myself that I didn't write it down. They also say, I've also heard too is dreams. How many times you wake up and you can remember bits and pieces or hardly anything, but you just know you had a, a yeah. really cool dream last night. Is I heard that it helps reinforce that. If you keep a notepad by your bed, and I recommend this, keep a notepad and pencil or pen by your bed um, and just write things down yeah. uh, whenever you can. Just, they say that that will really help you remember things. And Well, you know, in today's world we're living in, we have a lot of things, dictation, uh, recorders on our phone and all that. But uh, years ago, um, you know what they did? They journaled. People journaled a lot more every day. Mm-hmm. They wrote journals. And I think they were better at writing back then. They, nowadays, I see texts coming in that are all messed up. <laughs> I try not to do that. I try to spell things out. I try to do... Uh, I try to just act like I have a, I'm a decent writer, by, <laughs> even with text, just anything, because writing is, is part of communication. If you, can't, if you can't communicate it, then we're not sure you know it. And so it's like Bible studies... Um, everyone ought to go and teach one. Exactly. You really should just, you need to go and teach one. And so moving on down, I mean, that would be a good idea. Taking notes. I started doing it more and more, taking notes. Uh, I wish I was a journaler, but (laughs) that takes a lot more discipline. Well, if you read in Deuteronomy, um, the... The elders of the church back then, it was like it was they were commanded. If you read in Deuteronomy six nine, it said, "And thou shalt write them upon the post of the house Very and good. on thy gates." And then Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, and thou shalt teach them to your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Yeah. So not just sitting, we can't just take what was preached to us in the in the pulpit and and just sit there. We need to continue to reinforce it at other locations, you know, at home. Yep. We need to have our devotions at home. Yep. But again, yep. it, it talks about write it down, you know, and you know, and um, all right. Now I'm going to put everybody on the spot. How many of you have <laughs> taught your children a home Bible study? Um, I'm actually doing that right now. Are you doing it right now? Yeah. And you think you're going to get out of it now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask you if you complete it. (laughs) I have taught them, um, uh, but I can't say that I've completed them. Um, Our family devotion is is inconsistent, and it needs to be something that's more consistent. Um, And in this, really, you can't blame it on anything. You just have to set aside time. Exactly. Yeah, we and that's what do, he's saying there. We usually do ours on Mondays. Mondays okay. at seven. Good for you. That's awesome. Keep it there. Try not to let it break out. Uh, as Brother Bob was reading that scripture there in Deuteronomy, it, it it's a command. Do this. Yeah. Do this. Well, and read. Go ahead. Read eleven twenty. Deuteronomy eleven twenty. Do you have that? Yeah, eleven twenty says, "And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon thy." Gates. Exactly. And the gates is like your yep. mind. You got to just continue yep. to reinforce it. Tell your children. Teach so your then children. every time you walk into, or if you are someone that had, I know that I've seen Jewish people with the mezuzahs on their doorposts and they touch it as they go in, touch it. So you'll see it worn out. You'll see it very worn. If they're that kind, you know, that believe in that. But uh, hey, mm-hmm. th- th- there's something to think about there. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Feeling a little conviction here. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, and other ones, of course, and, and uh, you know, why do we celebrate the Passover, you know? Um, but if you go back before, you know, before Easter, the Passover um, is what did, what did Moses or what did God command Moses to do, you know, bef- you know uh, to keep the, um, the death angel or to, to, you know, to pass over the land is to take the blood and they wrote with the blood over the doorposts. So yep. again, doorposts are significant. And, On the lentils um, and the posts. Exactly. And uh, so they did that. And if they obeyed, then uh, then they were saved the and they made it through, passed, yeah. passed over. But then year after year, that's one of their most significant um, yep. um, holidays uh, yep. that they celebrate. And yep. uh, it's so important. But again, and, and it, that gets into repetition, you know, because if they didn't have that custom of celebrating that and remembering that, they have they have all the other rituals um, that go with it, um, the bread and, and stuff to remind them. All these objects and stuff, again, it's reinforcing in your mind uh, what amazing that they were saved, you know, you know, uh, you know, generation and, and, you know, a civilization of people, you know, or, and uh, a race of people were saved because of, yeah. and they continue to reinforce that and they teach that, you know, to all their kids nowadays. If we don't, uh, it's very possible. And really, it shouldn't just be a church that you get. It shouldn't be the only context where we learn about God or we discuss the Lord. It shouldn't just be at the church house. As great a place as it is, but it needs to be, as he said, when you rise up, when you go to bed, when you're at the dinner table, just everywhere. It needs to be talked about more often. And unfortunately, probably in the busy uh, lives that all of us have, uh, we forget or we neglect. And and that's a, hey, listen, that's a, uh, I think I read it earlier, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And so... Uh, th- that's so important, and the topic of doorways, and it should be every doorway. The doorway of our houses should exactly. be places where. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Here's a scripture that says, John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Mm-hmm. What say you to that? Well, you know the Holy Ghost ex- exactly is. If we continue to get filled with the Holy Ghost, that's our that's our greatest helper right there. And uh, uh, we need to be re- refreshed and renewed, you know, as, every day. Ah, uh, yeah, so, Luke twelve twelve here for the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what mm-hmm. you ought to say. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You've yeah. ever had that happen, where you feel like the Holy Ghost just brought something to your remembrance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, of course, probably uh, multiple times. Not an expert on the gifts and things like that, but there are definitely times where, where in at work, and I think I might have mentioned that in one of a prior podcast where I just said, God, you, you help me, you know, and he's even brought things just, I, I guess, cause you learned something I was yeah. in a new environment and, um, um, but he like almost directed my eyes to, to look and look in there, you know, and this, it was a, a huge filter housing of, uh, for, uh, purification system. And he, sh- like, it was almost like he prompted me look in there and, and, and I looked and I, that don't look right. And he led me to um, what solved the problem of the issue that we were having. Um, but yeah, exactly. You know, um, 
Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, hopefully that, you know, uh, you know, God's never spoken to me, I don't think, in an audible voice. Uh, but definitely um, there are times, and it, it's nice when you, there are, you know, uh, confirmations where um, I'll say something to maybe it's a grandchild or something and then have that conversation uh, later with my wife or something. And she basically said the same you know, almost oh, a yeah. word for word thing. And so, so definitely the Holy Ghost helps, you know, oh, especially absolutely. in this generation, you know, the kids, we need to teach them and do the best we can. We're not perfect, but we need to try and, and do what we can. I've oh. had um, a lot of situations, especially with my nephew. He always asks me a lot of questions and a lot of questions and a lot of questions. And uh, sometimes I, um, like out of nowhere, I, I it just, I can feel like the Holy Ghost stirring in me and then I can just, tell him scripture and scripture and scripture. And I'm like, after I'm done, I'm like, wow, where did that come from? You know, I mean, I read, I know I read, but, you know, for for me to just tell and say the things that, the perfect things that need to be said mm -hmm. for him to understand. And I don't know if he does understand it, but, um, you know, just kind of quick, quick like that, like out of nowhere. And it happens to me quite a bit when I talk to him, yeah. and um, and I'm just like, wow, that's not me. I know that. <laughs> well, you so. know, to add add on to that, my wife. I'll put a plug in for my wife. She's awesome. Um, but where uh, we know as a Holy Ghost, because she'll start to tell me um, an, uh, of a scenario or something that conversation she had with one of our grandchildren, for example, or, or maybe somebody in the church. I'll say, well, what did you tell them? And she can't, she go, I don't know. It was the Holy Ghost. She can't even remember really, but they prayed and everything worked out. And so you kind of know, it's like, well, the Holy Ghost was doing something, but she can't hardly even tell me exactly what she said in some ways. So you know, but they had a long conversation, you know, but it was like God moved in those situations. And that, that happens a lot too. You yeah. Know? And there are a sensitive. number of scriptures. I just punched in remembrance and there's a, there's a few of them where the Holy Ghost will bring to your remembrance. Exactly. Uh, all these things. And so... Well, I, I got uh, one good one. Like to, again, yes. going back to the, the doorway is in Revelation 3.20. Behold, this is Christ talking. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my vo voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Well, the good news is there is Jesus is walking through the doorway as long as you're opening up and letting him in. And I... Believe me, he's not going to have that doorway effect where he's going to, well, what was I doing here? Who's house in my ass? So he's going to remember us. Who is this guy? <laughs> so, but uh, so I'm just got to be facetious there. But uh, <laughs> but you know what? Doorways are, you know, I you know I set before you an open door and, and you know, we need to go through it. And, and, um, and, and again, the Holy Ghost is there to help us. And um, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, that ought to be our prayer. Deuteronomy 11, 19, you shall teach them your children, speaking of them, when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So that exactly. our homes, the context of our homes, Jesus is in there. You know, the, you just reminded me, we had, a, uh, they're in church now. Uh, when we first moved down here, uh, a friend of ours, they weren't in church at the time, but Right afterwards, they did, but when they it was, it felt as a compliment, but it was the Holy Ghost. Is they walked in their house and they kind of looked around 
and they go, wow, we feel such peace here, yeah, you know? So that's great. Um, hopefully when people walk into our home, they feel peace. Uh, I feel the same way. And, I want to uh, have a home like that also. Yeah. And it's just, you know, yeah. but you need, but again, you, you need to, it just can't be a, a Sunday and Wednesday yep. thing. It's got to be consistent all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not to get off subject, but today in the day and time we're living in, kids get on their their phones and get in their own little world. I see that more and more. And uh, man, hate to have to start laying down rules, but maybe that's the way it needs to be. To say, listen, you know, take some time to get out of that. Be together as a family, not just devotion, but maybe just daily. Tag in. Well, like for us, um, even though my oldest, she's 14, but like we had her phone and she did something wrong to get it taken away. So I'm kind of glad. And so now nobody has phones. Um, We do have a little tablet, but I took that away not too long ago. And then um, they have schoolwork, obviously, but usually by three o'clock, I get home about three o'clock and I say, okay, no more. homework you know it's it stops it's time to just be with the family and just we all hang out or go play outside or something to get everybody off stuff like that so yeah that's something I, I i i'm trying to trying to help my family get together and yeah, that's good yep taking control of the environment creating the environment you want and uh, we want the lord to be there yeah and so that's uh, that's important Why don't we pray, brethren? Jesus, we thank you today for your word. We ask, Lord, that uh, you would put this little study that uh, Brother Lee has brought to us into our hearts and the hearts of all those that listen. We pray that you would put it in our hearts to make time to put you in every context, Lord, in our lives, uh, that you would bring to remembrance these scriptures we've read here today. And uh, we just want you to be glorified. We want you to have the preeminence in our lives, in our homes, in Jesus' name. Well, thank you, Brother Bob. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Brother Danny. Wonderful topic, wonderful session. God bless you all.